Welcome to another episode of the Church Engagement Podcast, and I am so excited for this week's episode, for this week's guest. We sit down with the incredible, the amazing Chad Veach. I try really hard not to fangirl, but it's an awesome conversation. You do not want to miss this. Welcome to another episode of the Church Engagement Podcast. I am your host, Joel Guthrie, and today I am so excited to have the incredible Chad Veach with us. Thank you for having me. We're going to talk about leadership, the role in technology and creativity. How do you do it? How do you set up your church for success? Well, Chad, welcome to Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, it's beautiful. It is stunning. We're inside of a hotel in we can't see anything but hotel, and I'm talking about how beautiful it is. It's it's all beige. <laughs> yeah, everything beige. Is, Everything's beige. The carpet is gorgeous in here. <laughs> Chad, we are so excited to have you with us on the podcast today, and we're going to talk about the role technology played in the way y'all grew your church over at Zoe, um, and how you guys have been able to cut through the noise to reach the people in your community and to grow your church. Yeah. Well, I think the noise is the is the best word to use with, you know, our the audience that we're trying to reach. There is, you know, a ton of noise and everyone is fighting for everyone's attention. And so in order to get someone's attention, I think you have to really stand out. You have to really be deliberate. You have to really, um, you know, do everything within your creative power to get somebody's attention. Um, y- you know, so we obsess over it. You know, like Sunday, this last Sunday, um, our social media team put up a photo and I screenshot it and sent it to them on our group text. And I was like, why would we use this one and not this one? And so I'd say, look at this other one and how much better it, it is. And it tells a better story and blah, blah, blah. And why would you choose this one to be the cover? We obsess over it because I think you have to really, you know, do everything within your power to go like, wow, that's unique. Wow. I haven't seen that. Wow. That's a different angle. There's a lot of churches, but I've never seen that from a church. You know, even people that come, I'm always like, tell the story of people that come young, old, different ethnicities, different, but you know, backgrounds, different fashion preferences, tell the story because I think, you know, you're trying to stand out and get someone's attention. And then the, the greater challenge is to keep their attention. Yeah, definitely. I love that. Tell the story of the people that come to your church. I think when it comes to the overwhelming process of creating content as a church and engaging your community, it very quickly becomes a bulletin board and has to be very informative all the time, but it can be beautiful. It can be great design. Right. It can be engaging. And like you said, it all comes down to the attention. Yeah. It's all about the attention and it's all about, I also think it's like what makes people proud of their church. Yeah proud of our little coldest Christian community cul-de-sac. Like whenever I see creativity from other churches, I'm like, wow, way to go. Like, thank you. Thank you for not just rolling over to what everybody else is doing. And it becomes white noise, in my opinion. It's just background. It's just another church clip. It's just another church graphic. It's just another photo of a service. But the fact when I see something creative, I think one of the most creative uh, teams right now, not only is Elevation, but even Elevation Youth. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. wow, thank you for, I don't know what team is back there, you know, 
thinking about things, brainstorming things, bringing ideas to the table. But it's like, that's a lot of energy. It's a lot of creative energy to make that happen. So thank you for doing that. Yeah. The energy piece that you mentioned is so key because it takes a lot of energy. Um, I think that's a really big hurdle for a lot of churches, especially those who aren't currently producing a lot of content yet. How, how do y'all do it? What do y'all create? How much do you create? Um, I'd love to hear your advice on how y'all set up your team to be able to produce content the way that y'all do. Well, I think a lot of it has to go to back to the schedule, to your calendar. You know, we do a thing called 30, 60, 90 days where we kind of obsess over the next 30, 60, 90 days. We're always looking at the next three months ahead. We do it every Tuesday. And that really helps our designers and our film team and our creative team, our social media team, be thinking not about what we need this Tuesday or Wednesday, but what do we need? Right now we're focusing on Christmas. Yeah. Focusing on January. And um, and that allows us to really be, you know, um, what, what the old saying, preparation brings forth freedom. When you're prepared, you're free to create, free to be in the moment, free to be yourself. Rather than, I find it's really hard to create under pressure. It's really hard to create under, you know, like intense timelines. But if I give a creative, you know, for for example, you know, right now we're developing uh, the new cover of my next book. And so we've taken months to develop and look at and screenshot and colors and fonts and all of that. And it's coming down to the, to the deadline of when we got to turn it in. But we've been spending so much time together as a group talking about the direction and what do we want to do with this one. I find creatives need that time. Yeah, uh, it allows you to put effort into it. Um, personally, as a creative as well, um, I love being able to sit with my art and my design and whatever I'm creating to let it kind of marinate. And so I can able to actually put up my best and get feedback on it from the team and things like that. So that it truly is my best art that I'm putting forward because when you're rushing, it all becomes about turning it over. Right. And then there's no cohesive look and feel across all the art you're creating, um, which is crucial. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's the other thing about art. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we do a thing at our church. We, we break our year up into three seasons. So we do three three months on and one month off. So we do January, February, March. April's off. We call it an off month. We May, June, July, and then we call August an off month, and so on and so forth. But for those seasons, those three seasons, we choose the colors, the fonts, and the kind of, you know, we kind of make a, a template, a model. We call it a lookbook that all of our designers can design within. So we go, here's your fonts, here's your colors, and here's the the look of the season. So that way it's like there's cohesion yeah. for January, February, March. And then in the off month, we just use photos and white text. So it's like in the off month, it's like I know all you're allowed to use in the off month is just a photo. Good. We ask you to use a great picture. for This, this is a design team. Great picture. And then just this our white font. That way there's, it's cohesive the whole, you know, year, but it mixes it up. It's not like, God, I'm so tired of this. Only lasts for three months. Yeah, definitely. I think that's such a cool idea. The whole idea of seasons to kind of refresh what you're doing. I feel like a lot of communications pastors, especially at the smaller churches where they're the only one responsible for design and all the marketing. um, I think it's easy for us to get lost in the concept of being 
Like, hey, we're a small church outside Austin, Texas. Oh, we love what Zoe is doing. Let's do exactly what they're doing. And I think we get lost in that copying piece. And I'd love to hear your thoughts about how to create content and art that is authentic to your own community. Sure. Well, I think um, a couple things with that. I think, number one, somebody's driving the creativity. You know, some it goes back to someone, and if it's this, if it's not the senior pastor, you know, like I'm very aware that I am ultimately the creative director of our church. Now, of course, there's people that far surpass me as far as ability, eye, experience, so on and so forth. But the passion for art has to be driven from somewhere. So, if if the senior pastor releases you to be the person, then you need to run with that. Otherwise, if it's still them or him, then then you need to really listen to like, what are they about? What are they watching? What are they into? What is their preferences? Like my team knows who I follow, who what, you know, fashion designers I like, what street designers I like, what music inspirations I have, who I think is cool just in terms of culture. Like they're aware of all of that. So they kind of know like, oh, he would be more into this than that. That's not really his style. So I think part of it is being a good student of your culture mm-hmm. and your team. I think the other part, so some, cause someone's got to drive it. I think the other part is going like, Hey, no one's original. No one is like, oh man, how do they think of that? Yeah. It's like most everybody you're like, oh, I can see where that, that, that you got an influence of that. You got a little inspiration there. You know, I, I know it's kind of a cheap churchy saying, but like God gave you eyes, plagiarize, you know, that whole line. And so, so you, you and I are a sum total of our influences and there's nothing wrong with that. So I would just say, choose your influences wisely so that you can come to the table and go like, Hey, I really like hype beast. I really like, um, you know, Louis Vuitton right now because of Virgil. I love Fear of God. I love um, Pharrell. I love Palace. Um, And I'm also a big fan of Vans or Supreme. And these are my collective, you know, inspirations. So I'm somewhere in the middle of that. And people go, okay, well, then we can work with that. You gave me, you know, some, some references. I think so much of design and creativity is references. Even as we're creating music, we're releasing a new EP this fr- this Friday, and it's like I'm using references. Like, hey, I want to make a song that sounds like yeah. Post Malone's new song. I want to make a, a song that sounds like Drake. Thank me later. I want to make a song that sounds like Elevation Echo. Like, you gotta you gotta have some inspirations. Love that, yeah. Because you gotta have inspiration to create. Um, it's just like for your teaching pastors out there to kind of put this in context is the way you preach is a combination of everyone you've watched and you've studied and you grew up listening to to preach. It's, it's, it's the combination is what makes you unique and make you authentic is this influence, the influences that you had as a preacher. A hundred percent. John Maxwell says it takes a communicator six years to find their own voice. Because for six years, you're kind of a collection of the voices you allow to influence you. So the way that we say it in the preaching world is you're an echo before you're a megaphone. Mm. And the same thing is with, ch- with church. Yeah. A lot of churches, you're an echo before you're a megaphone. Yeah. Because you're still developing your DNA. You're still developing the creative culture that you're trying to you know, pursue. 
So I, I'd say don't get frustrated with that. Don't get embarrassed. Like if someone goes, wow, you guys do so much stuff like elevation or so much stuff like food. Go, yeah, it's who we're really studying right now. <laughs> like what's wrong with that? Just take security and confidence and humility to go, yeah, that's who we listen to or that's who we're watching. Yeah. We started our church. I told our whole team unapologetically, we studied two churches. We want to be like two churches. And that was Hillsong for culture and Highlands for system. Mm, yeah. So it's like, hey, if we want to be like anybody in the world, if there's anybody I want you watching and listening to and following, it's Hillsong and Highlands. Yeah, that's such a, that's such a great way to figure out how to get started. Yeah, you got to start. And then you'll, and then you'll like, yeah. you know, you'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. Cool. So we've covered how to get started and how to be successful in your creativity. So what's, what's the end goal? What are we working towards? Yeah. I mean, from a biblical standpoint, right? From the, the motive and the, what do we obsess over all this stuff for? I think it's for us at Zoe, it's, it's not just one thing. It's four things. It's got to go back to mission, I think. Like what drives all this art is our mission. So our mission is that we want people to know God first. So it is to reach lost people that don't know the good news of Jesus. So we obsess over design and art and photography and film and all this stuff, the sound, music, to first of all reach people. Yeah. So we want people to know God, and then we want people to find freedom. So hopefully so-and-so saw a graphic. They came to a church service. They now know God. And then we're going to plug them in community where they can find freedom. Then we want them to discover their unique purpose. Why do they exist on the earth? And why did God make them this way? Mm-hmm. Like their gift mix, their personality, their temperament, their unique background. Why do I exist? And why, like, how could God use somebody like me? Yeah. Discover your purpose. And then go make a difference yeah. and serve. Whether you're going to serve in design or film or music or, you know, leading a connect group or serving on the coffee team or hosting, whatever it is. So it's like we've got to get our film team and our music team thinking our goal is that somebody's going to serve God, yeah. not just see our photo. Yeah. Our, our goal is that someone's going to, you know, find freedom in their life, discover this is why I'm here on earth, and then go serve humanity. So this film matters because yeah. it's attached to not just, oh, we want souls saved. That's great. But I know a lot of Christians that are not free. So just because we get people to believe in God doesn't mean they're free from their past or addictions or unforgiveness, bitterness. So I want people to find freedom. So I think the why, people will give their life to a why. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll get bored and they'll feel very exhausted over the what. This is what I need you to do. This is what's going on. This is what's on the calendar. The, the what does not motivate anybody. But the why? Yeah. I'll give late hours to that. Come on. That's awesome. I think creative in the church can get overwhelming, uh, especially when it's always changing the way we post it and promote it, always changing. And that can be daunting, especially if you're trying to bring your church up to speed. Um, So to bring this all together as the lead pastor, what's your role in all of this to make sure your team is ready to rock and has the freedom to create? Yeah. Well, um, I think it goes back to participation. You know, like I have a once a week creative meeting where I meet with all of our creative kind of directors. You know, this guy runs film, this guy runs merch, this guy runs design, 
this girl right here, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, hey, tell me what you're working on. And they go, okay, these are my projects. This was, okay, great. Hey, have we thought about, hey, I saw a clip. Hey, I saw a billboard on Sunset. You know, just like it gives me an opportunity just to speak into the creative community and the ecosystem. Hey, what happened to so-and-so? Where'd they go? You know, I just find that, you know, you're like, one of my favorite thoughts is that we try and use this a lot. Any team that wants to score a touchdown has to first huddle together. So it's like, like, think about a family that wants to score a touchdown. Your family will never really succeed if you don't have family meetings and huddle. So creative departments, I think, never succeed. Any team does not succeed without huddles. Getting together and going, what's the playbook? What, what play are we running? Where are you, okay, you running a slant? Okay, you make sure you block. Okay, we're going to fake the handoff. You know, like yeah. everyone needs to know their assignment. Mm-hmm. So I think in order to get the best out of people, it takes a lot of meetings. Mm-hmm. We always say at our church that it takes a lot of little meetings to create a really good big meeting. Mm-hmm. It takes a, you want to do a Sunday? You want to do a conference? It takes a lot of little meetings to create a great big meeting. Yeah, uh, that's so great. Uh, for those of y'all listening, there's a great episode from the Leadership Lean In podcast. Oh, <laughs> shameless podcast. plug. Uh, shameless plug. Y'all should go check it out. But there's an episode where you sit down um, with your creative team and yeah. they. it's a great episode if y'all want to dive deeper into how Zoe does it and check out the conversation. Your team is just a rock star oh, and I love you. it. And I pass it off to a lot of my communication pastor friends and your team. They're just, they're yeah, awesome. They're awesome. Yeah. I mean, the way y'all have approached this is so cool. I mean, it's a completely new way. Like the fact that you guys have a merch team and a film team internally. And yeah. it's, it's not just for Easter or Christmas. It's always happening. Um, and this way is, is almost like a production company is really cool and a really refreshing conversation to have in the church. Totally. Yeah, I think... Our belief in we're putting all the eggs into this basket, and the basket is us. So our confidence is in us, our team, and the loyalty to that, and the, the, hey, what do you bring? What do you bring? You know, what do you bring? And just going like, hey, it is not about anything else other than us just bringing our best to the table. And if all of us do that from a creative standpoint, we're going to create great art. We can't really fail because... There's enough geniuses and there's enough, you know, we've got so many entrepreneurs and guys that have their own merch companies and their own production companies and their own, these, these guys are freelancer for, you know, film and this, this guy just made the newest, you know, Mercedes commercial and this guy just shot, you know, this rapper's latest music video and, and they're sitting around talking about church yeah. and we can't fail. Because yeah. we've got creativity in the room. I think the church has done a very poor job of engaging creatives mm-hmm. and making room for them. And usually most churches have one creative, and he's like the creative guy. He's known as the creative. But he's intimidated by the other opinions of other artists. And that is where the church can lose, is if we put all the eggs in the basket of Tim or Larry or whatever the guy's name yeah. is or her name, she has all the creative control we are up a creek. Yeah. I actually find it better if you find a good manager that is not a creative, 
that can empower and work with the creatives as the center glue. Because if you find a creative that can do it all, he'll dominate. Yeah. They won't release and empower. And so you got to almost find somebody that just can manage all of the personalities and all of the expertise and all of the opinions. Because yeah. if this person can just do the film and do the graphic and do the art and do the music, d- doers don't build great teams. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I could uh, I could talk about this uh, forever as a creative. <laughs> um, but yeah, cool, man. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank wow. you so much. Honor it's to be been, here. It's been yeah, so great to, to have be you here. here. Um, Speaker says it twice on my name tag. That's how I know it's official. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, but yeah, man, thank you so much. Uh, it's been such a pleasure having you here with us at BBCon. Uh, feel free to let the folks know what you're up to. Yeah, we're, we, we got a, um, uh, my next book. I actually fly home uh, tonight and uh, spend the next couple days uh, writing. We're, we're, this is the working title right now. We'll see if it passes. My my ultimate title test is Lisa Turkhurst. I don't know if you know who that is. Yeah. She has the greatest titles. <laughs> so I always bump my titles up against her, but it's called uh, Help. I work with people, getting good at leadership, relationships, and people skills. Yeah. It's just how do you work with people. So it's really three segments of the book. For the, it always starts with you first, your brokenness, your self-confidence, your self-view, so conquering you, then conquering one-on-one relationships, and then how to lead teams, how to lead groups. So I think it's going to be really good. Um, I'm pumped about it. So that's kind of the next big project. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for being here with us um, and being a part of the Church Engagement Podcast. Y'all listening, you know where to find us. Uh, Until next time, we'll see you later. Bye. Peace.